Rumpelstiltskin. High on a hill, the windmill sails turned steadily in the breeze. The proud old miller looked down on the village below. It's about time my daughter was married, he thought, but none of the young men in the village could possibly match her. The next day, the baker's son came to the mill to buy a sack of flour. Spying, the miller's beautiful daughter was working in a spinning mill. He asked his father shyly whether he might ask her to marry him. My girl is far too good for a baker boy, he scoffed at the miller. She's the prettiest girl in the village, and she spins the finest thread in the entire kingdom. In fact, he boasted getting carried away. She even spins straw into gold. Disappointed, the baker's son heavied his sack of his flour over the shoulder and trudged home. Back in the village, the baker told his son, told his mom, what the miller had said. That's incredible, she said. He, she hurried off to tell the shoemaker's wife, who told the innkeeper, who told the king's huntsman. It's, it wasn't long before the girl's extraordinary skill reached the king. A girl who can spin straw into gold, he exclaimed. This I have to see. And so the miller's daughter, who was summoned to the castle, I hear you can spin straw into gold, said the king. So I'm going to put you to test. If you fail, your father will be punished. He snapped his fingers and a guard wish whisked the girl away into a small room. It was piled high with straw in the middle there was lots of wooden, there was a low wooden stool and, and a spinning wheel. Now, get to work, he ordered the guard. You have, you have until morning to spin the straw into gold. She, then he left, locking the door behind him to make sure the girl didn't cheat. The miller's daughter sat on the stool and sighed. She didn't want her father to be punished but she didn't have any clue how to spin up straw into gold. Oh, what shall I do, she cried. All of a sudden, a particular little man appeared. Mm. He, he had pointed ears and, and spindly legs. Look, looked as they would snap under his, the weight of around, his round tummy. Now. What are you wailing about, he demanded sharply. I have to spin all this straw into gold, he repl she replied, but I don't know how. Is that all? I can help you, he said, narrowing his eyes. But what will you give me in return? Here, she said, taking off her necklace. You can have my locket. That'll do nicely with the little man snatching his the necklace the necklace from her, grabbing a handful of straw. He set to work. Weir, 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 went the wheel. It began to spin. The miller's daughter watched in amazement as the straw turned into bright gold thread. She tried to see how it was done, but the wheel spun so fast it was a blur. As she stared, her eyes began to feel heavy. Soon she fell fast asleep. When she woke up, the little man had vanished. But where the straw had been, there were 20 neatly bundles of glittered gold thread. The key turned in the lock, and the king 
came into the room. He could barely believe his eyes when he saw the gold. You did it, he gasped, clapping his hands in delight. Then he began to think about all the things he could do if he had even more gold. So the guard took the miller's daughter to another room. It was larger. The first was even filled with more straw and filled with even more straw. Once, once more, he ordered her to turn the straw into gold. Overnight, and once more, he locked her in. No sooner the key had turned in the lock, the odd little man appeared behind, from behind the mound of straw. I can help you, he said, stroking his beard. But that's a lot of straw. It will take me all night. What will you give me in return? This ring on my finger is all I have left in the world, sighed the girl. I'll take it, he snapped and started spinning. Whirr, 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 went the wheel all night long. But try as she might, the girl could not stay awake to see how it was done. The next morning, the king was thrilled to find hundreds of bundles of bright gold thread, but it was only made him want more. The lead miller's daughter went daughter to a third room. Led um, Miller's daughter to a third room. That was even. That was even bigger than the last. It had crammed fr from floor to ceiling with straw. Being being king, costly business. He told her, "If you can spin all this, I can have the gold, and I will never that I will ever need." And I'll make you queen, my queen, he promised. As soon as the girl was alone, the impish little man appeared again. He took one look at the vast mound and straw let out a whistle. Now that's a lot of straw, he said. I can help you, he said, but it's a big job, so it'll cost you. I have nothing left to give. I have nothing left to give you," sobbed the miller's daughter. "Well," wheedled the little man. "It seems the king, the king, has taken a shine to you. If you become queen, then you must give me your first-born child." The girl mind as the world. She had no idea what might happen. So. Reluctantly, she agreed, satisfied with the deal. The little man set to, th to the task once again. Just before the miller's daughter fell asleep, the little man worked furiously all night long. Whirr, 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 went the wheel, faster and faster. As the little man raced against the clock, just, just he finished, just as he finished spinning the last bundle of gold thread. The key turned into the lock, and he vanished. The king flung open the door, and dazzled by the great piles of gold that filled this filled the room. Then, standing in the midst of it all, his eyes set on the miller's daughter. Her hair shimmered like spun gold. For the first time, the king noticed how stunningly beautiful she was. He fell instantly in love with her. I've been so caught up with greed. I've treated you terribly," he cried. 
if I promise to never make you, I promise, if I promise to never make you work at spinning wheel ever again, will you forgive me and be my queen? The miller's daughter looked into his eyes and saw he meant every word. I'd love to. She was her happy reply. They were married the very next day. The king spared no expense on the celebrity change. He invited the old miller, the baker, and all the old other villagers the, to the castle, and feasting lasted long into the night. It was the most lavish wedding anyone in the kingdom could remember. For once, everyone agreed with Miller when he boasted proudly about his daughter was the most beautiful bride there has ever been. The king and his new queen, blissfully happily, happy together. He was a king of generous husband, and he, she was devoted to him. The months passed, and the queen gave birth to a beautiful son. He was, the, he was so bestowed with him that she forgot about the promise she had made with this strange little man. Then, one dark winter's night, the queen was rocking the baby to sleep when she felt an icy breeze. She glanced up to see the window and gasped in horror. There, in front of her, she saw the spindly little man. I've come to take what you owe me, he cried, and snatched the baby out of the cradle. The queen was distraught. I'll give you all the riches of the kingdom, but please don't take my baby, she begged. Restored the little man. I can spin all the gold and silver I ever want. Besides, a promise is a promise. The queen wept and pleaded with him until he couldn't take it anymore. Very well, he snapped. If you can guess my name three days, you may keep the child. If not, he will be mine. I'll be back tomorrow at midnight. With that, he handed back the baby and vanished into the night. All night and all next day, the queen sat at her desk frantically, scribbling out a list of names she had ever heard and someone she wasn't even sure were real. Then she searched every book in the castle library for even one more. By, by nightfall, there were so many names on her list, the queen felt certain that the little man's name must be one of them. But at stroke of midnight, he returned. I'm back, he announced with a mischievous chuckle. So can you guess my name? The queen unfolded her list. Is your name Casper or Bathser or Mechtelin? He began. But each, to, she began, but to each one, the little man shook his head and said, that's not my name. One by one, the queen read out every name on her list, but the man kept shaking his head more and more excitedly and repeat, and, re, and repeat, repetity, repetiting, repeating. That's not my name, that's not my name. The queen reached to the end of her list and sighed. 
The little man answered, that's not my name, yet again. He laughed triumphantly. Ha, you'll never guess it, he cried. And he vanished into darkness, but the queen was not, but the queen was determined not to be beaten. The thought of losing her son was one more than she could bear. So the next day, she roared out every village kingdom, asking everyone their names and noting by new ones she came across. That night, she came back into the castle with a list of most outlandish names she had ever heard. Surely it must be one of these, she thought hopefully. At midnight, the little man appeared again. Go on, he challenged her. Guess my name. The queen looked down at her list. Is it short ribs? She asked. The little man grinned, shook his head. That's not my name, he giggled. Guess again. Is it bandy legs? That's not my name either, he chuckled. And then a grin, his grin grew wider. Is it crooked shanks? That's not my name either, he he chortled. Not even close. And then his grin grew wider. Still by the time the queen had exhausted her list, she was distraught. This still hadn't guessed the name. And the little man was in fits of giggles. On the third day, the queen wrote out all the most distant and des desolate corners of the kingdom. But by, na by the evening, she was despair. She'd asked everyone she'd met for new names, but hadn't found any single one. The heartbroken queen was about to return to the castle when she sped thin wisps of smoke rising above some trees. She went closer to investigate. There she saw a tiny cottage with a bonfire burning outside. The queen's surprise was particular. The little man himself was leaping around the fire, singing at the top of his voice, the queen will never guess my, win this game because, because Rumpelstiltskin is my name, he warbled. The queen wept of joy. At last, I have his name, he thought, she thought, and she raced home. And so this time, when the little man appeared at midnight, she found the queen without a list. So do you give up, he said. She, he said, never, reported the queen. Is your name Robbie, she asked him first. Dan mounted the, the man danced gleefully from one foot to the other. That's not my name. Guess again. R Ricky? Asked the queen. It's not my name either, he crowed. Leaping around the room, the queen laughed. Then, just maybe, perhaps, could, it your cause your, could your name possibly be R Rumpelstiltskin? She asked. The little man froze. His face turned from pink to red to deep plum. What? How did you find that out? He spluttered. Rumpelstiltskin exploded with rage. He stamped his foot so hard it went right into the ground. Then he stamped his other foot even harder. Anger, the anger, the anger little man, angry little man stomped and stamped his, himself into the deep ground right up to his middle. Deeper he went, the angrier he became. The angrier he was, 
the harder he stomped. Before long, Rumpelstiltskin disappeared into the holes of the earth, and he was never seen again.